Um, and so I'm going to read to you. The reading will come on the screen. And uh, they are snippets from each of the chapters of Philippians. So there are four chapters in Philippians. So uh, a couple of sentences coming out of each chapter. I don't know whether it's on the screen. If it can go on, that'd be great. So Philippians chapter 1, and I'm going to actually add verse 5. It's not on the screen, but verse 5 begins. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And then Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. And lastly, Philippians chapter 4, verses 3 to 5. Yes, I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side for the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, just like Mike said it at the very beginning of the service. Rejoice! Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let me just say a word of prayer. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you that your word this morning reminds us that you are near. You are near to all. All people, all cultures, all languages, all backgrounds, all who are made in your image, which is everyone. You are near to all. You are with those watching online this morning. You are with those watching on YouTube later. You are with us here. You are near. Thank you of your, for your heart of love. Thank you that you are the God who takes the initiative to draw near to us. And you know us and you love us. And you lead us to a life knowing Christ as Lord and Saviour. In his name, speak to us. Amen. No amens, but if I could have an amen, that would be really great. Amen. Amen. That's not bad. And you could say it in your own language, actually. That's pretty much the same language. Amen. 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 Great. So, 
just thinking about Global Mission and hearing Charlie, Tom, and, uh, and I'm amazed, actually. I thought I was coming to a church which didn't actually have too many different cultures within it. And on my weekend of interview, which was such an easygoing, relaxed weekend, uh, Monday morning was a joy to me after that. Um, but I had a question about from someone saying, do you think the church can become a bit more multicultural? And I kind of gave an answer, but in my heart I was thinking, I don't really know. Can we? Can we? Uh, I mean, surely as a community is changing demographically in all sorts of ways, a growing Asian community, wonderful. And Shirley Baptist, can it become enriched with different cultures and different languages? Well, the answer this morning, thank you, Emma, is we're on a good journey together. It's great. I didn't actually realize, but it's amazing to think of the languages and cultures that are among us, enriching us in the life of Christ together. If we can go on to the first slide, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about what it means to be together in Christ. And we have gone through these four uh, themes throughout Philippians about giving thanks and about reflecting Christ and living uh, together confidently in Christ and standing firm last week, thinking about what it means to stand firm in the Lord, to stand firm together as God's people, to stand firm full of joy even if we feel a bit crushed inside and to stand firm gently and gentleness isn't being like a pushover gentleness is actually about resilience standing firm strong and then today thinking about what it means to stand firm in mission to stand firm together in the heart of God's mission Last, uh, last few weeks, um, we've been really blessed, I think, as a church to hear from people from the front about God's call on their life to go to different cultures and countries and be an expression of Christ, both in declaration and demonstration. We heard uh, on the 11th of September from Grace who is working in Central Asia with BMS World Mission. And it was amazing what she was sharing, not only here, but we also went through to G1. And if you know where G1 is, I'm starting to get to know. Uh, it was packed. I have to confess, I thought there may be a handful of people there. The room was standing room only. No pressure for Charlie Tom, but we need a standing room only moment there too. Great to hear. And then on the 18th of September, Karen and the call of God on her life to go to Kenya with Route 61 and a lunch that happened afterwards. It was amazing. And then on Sunday the 25th, no one. No one shared of the call of God in their life to go to another country. And I was, quite frankly, a little bit disappointed with SBC. I, I thought, you know, this was a weekly occurrence. But actually... Uh, there are friends from Hong Kong who we greet on the doors, left and right. Uh, loads you know, from Hong Kong who are here, which is fantastic. Friends from Ukraine that are here too, amazing. Friends from Albania as well, not just the Wilson family have been over there for a little bit, but people are now starting to come, and they're from Albania. 
friends from South Africa and friends from Brazil and friends from Jamaica and many other places and languages that were shared this morning. Some who live locally and some who are visiting. It's incredible. At Kairos Cafe, a couple of weeks ago, I sat outside and one of the staff members said, oh, you need to speak to this couple over here. It was a mother and daughter. And uh, they are from India and they were speaking in Hindi and uh, we were talking about Calcutta and it was amazing. Just to talk a little bit about Jesus to people from different cultures and even different faiths. And then, of course, today with Charlie Tom. Amazing story of the connection with you as a church and the ongoing connection. And then next week, we have the general director of BMS World Mission, Kan San Tang, who will be here to share about BMS. I thought, well, am I going to have any time to preach in this church? It is quite both exhilarating, exhausting, and exciting. You know I like my alliteration. But there is that sense that God is doing something incredible as we are inspired by people from other places. So, I want to share with you, very briefly, from these four chapters. Mission is as journey. Because of your partnership in the gospel, he began a good work in each of you and in me too. Carry it on until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm really looking forward to the day when, I be able, when I'm able to speak in this church about Jesus' second coming, because I love it as a theme. We don't often think about it. But the Holy Spirit worked in many, if not all, of your lives to bring you, draw you into a place of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. You can remember the day that you became a Christian, that you said yes. There is a time when Jesus will return. And in the in-between time, we're to carry on. What? Carry what on? Keep calm and carry on. (laughs) So much of church is pretty stressful, actually. Uh, When we're we're serving, it can be a bit of a pressure. (laughs) And sometimes we might feel like mission is a bit pressured as well. Are we doing enough? Are we acting in enough ways and there can be a bit of a pressure with mission carry it on keep calm and carry on (laughs) keep calm and travel on and there's loads of other different cards about it but I like this phrase on the screen call me crazy but I like to see other people happy and successful life is a journey not a competition Some people in church compete with one another about mission. We don't often talk this way, but we used to. uh, That sense of, how many people have you led to the Lord? Uh, One? None? Two hundred? Mission is not a competition. It's not, this is the gold standard missionary and this is someone who is not a missionary at all. We are all called together as partners in the gospel and we're all on a journey not of competitiveness or stress, but we are called to carry on in gentleness, in strength, together, sharing the love of Jesus. Mission should not be an anxious presence, but a non-anxious presence of the Christ who reigns supreme. 
And because of his love, we are sent in love, each of us, to those who experience tainted love. Do you know where that phrase comes from? Tainted love? Some of you do. The world experiences tainted love and each of us are called to bring the love of Christ. Not as a professional missionary, but as a humble servant following Christ together in the world. Middle partings for men are coming back into fashion. This is a guy called Andrew Fuller. And Andrew Fuller was an inspiration for the beginning of BMS World Mission. BMS and the whole mission, modern mission movement began back in the late 18th century with William Carey. Well, sometimes it's the people behind the famous ones that are actually the cool people. And Andrew Fuller is one of those people. He went up and down the country, the whole breadth of Britain, to try and justify to churches that were a bit on the edge of this, thinking we don't want to get involved too much. He was basically preaching and preaching and preaching, saying God's call on the Church of Britain is to be a missionary movement around the world. And he faced many Christians who were like, no way. And he said this phrase, which I love, the zeal for mission abroad impacts the zeal for mission at home. When we are ascending church, ascending nation, partners in the gospel, receiving from the growth of the global church around the world in Latin America and South America and Africa and Asia, when the church, the global church, is on fire for Jesus, it impacts our local situation. That was said back in 1791. What about 2022? (laughs) Mission is not only a journey. Mission is also as humility. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. In your relationships with one another, in your relationships with one another, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. This is where mission gets tough, actually. Because it's actually so much more about relationship than it is about task. So often we think mission is about doing something for somebody else. (laughs) That we forget to love or to listen, to laugh alongside and to live with the other. Mission is problematic, actually, when we think of it as only about inviting someone to something or presenting something to someone. That kind of attitude of mission is a divide. Whereas mission as humility is drawing alongside somebody with the attitude of Christ to serve, to know, to value, to listen, to learn, to love. The best way of describing mission as humility is that we all, as Christ followers, need to ask the question of the other, who is not a Christ follower, what is your story? 
So many of us think Jesus is the answer, and quite rightly so. But we need to ask ourselves, what is the question that the culture is asking? We need to learn and listen and love alongside our neighbour. Because that's the model of Jesus. Who often acted and provoked in such a way that people said, why? What on earth are you doing? I'd love SBC to be as courageous as possible so that the community out there would say, what on earth are you doing? And then we may be able to give a hope for the answer that we have in Christ alone. <laughs> we need to explore out there in our culture their story in order to bring the story of the one who loves them into the fullness of life. Thirdly, mission as trust. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under control. Don't need a show of hands here, but anyone in the church um, would confess to being a control freak. Okay, you, there are some hands. You don't have to. Uh, but there are... Different personality types, let's be honest. We've all got our unique personality types. And actually, people that are really about control, they are needed so much to keep everyone on track. But there are some other people that are just not bothered, can, you know, take it easy, whatever, yeah, go with the flow. But here we have this word, or this phrase, under control. The world is so out of control, in many ways it's unbelievable. <laughs> the mini budget, <laughs> the Bank of England, mortgages, houses, interest rates, ongoing wars, changing political scene across Europe, natural disasters. I mean, I don't know about you, sometimes this is a bad thing to confess, but sometimes first in the morning what I do is just click on my phone and look at the news and I think, oh no. What's going on in that football match in Indonesia? Oh no. The world is out of control. And missioners trust is to say, the world is chaotic and there's a God who brings order out of chaos. There's a God who is more of a control freak than anyone you've ever imagined because he will put the world right again. There is hope and his name is Jesus. Mission is about trust. William Carey said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. But you know, mission is not ours to control. Mission control, mission impossible, and all that Thunderbird stuff. Mission is not ours to control. The move of the Spirit moves where, blows where it will. So, Mission is messy. Anyone's gone to a paint party, they're the best parties in the world, especially if it's DIY and you're doing up your own house and loads of people are coming around to help. Mission is messy. It's not ordered. 
It's chaotic, but order comes out of chaos because we have a God who's going to set everything right. But this phrase, it's not that the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission who has a church in the world. This is God's mission. Everything will come under the rule and reign and majesty of Christ. And everything that we do in the sense of keeping calm and carrying on in declaring the gospel in that in-between time, gives glory to God. And now I'm reminded of Stormzy at Glastonbury. For some of you, that's gone way over your head. Who said, I give God all the glory. I give God all the glory because mission is his, not mine, to control. He invites me into a relationship of love where I carry on in partnership with one another and with God to share the love of Christ. And lastly, mission as team. Steve Collett gave me a book uh, a few days after starting and all your, one, many of your wonderful pictures, your mugshots were in the book with your name, so I could go, ah, yes, it's like, I haven't met that person, I can know their name, thank you, Steve, for doing that, very kind. It helped. It was like the book of SBC with a few people not put in, because they didn't put their photo in. You know who you are. (laughs) But, this book of life that Paul writes about to church in Philippi is a book of life where everyone's name is written in. Your name is written in the book of life if you have said yes to following Jesus. And your name is there for you if you haven't yet said yes to Jesus, for your name to be added to the book of life, which is a book about not condolences or remembrance. It's a future thing. It's a book of harmony and perfection Eden saw play. It's a book about play in heaven. (laughs) It's a book about joy when there may be a feeling that I can't quite grasp what joy is in this life. It's a book of meeting Jesus face to face and the embrace of the Father and seeing the dance of the Spirit. It's, It's a book that is so rich in the new creation, the new heaven and the new earth. This book of life. We are invited to invite others to be a part of the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, rejoice. This picture brings me joy. Jackie, who works with Emma, doing incredible ministry with the children in the church, on Tuesday, we uh, had a staff team away day. And Jackie had a picture, and I've, she's given me permission to share this. She's holding a tray and uh, she had this picture when we had our away day, and she said, it's like, um, I, feel like I'm ne- I feel like I'm part of a team. 
I felt like before I was holding a tray in the middle and had stuff on the tray, so much stuff on the tray that the tray was just unbalanced and it was falling off my hand. But now there's, there's, there's Emma on one corner and there's Martin on another and there's Amanda on another corner and there's you, Matt, on another corner and the four of you are holding the corners of this tray of which is my responsibility. And I feel like I'm not alone in ministry anymore. I'm part of a team. That was her picture. Brilliant. Mission happens best in pairs. Jesus sent out them in pairs. Mission happens best when we're all on board. Mission happens best in team. Mission happens best together. Joy is the enemy of narcissism, which is a very odd phrase. But basically, it means narcissism is like that self-introspection, which is unhealthy. There's a need for introspection, but when it becomes unbalanced, a bit like the tray, it's all about me, it's all about self, you know. The I culture, iPhone, I this, I that, I the other, a bit too much more of I. Joy is the enemy of individualism. Joy is expressed when we are involved in God's mission, partnering with God and with one another. Joy in sharing about the love and life of Jesus. Joy when someone comes into the waters of baptism. Joy when a young person says yes to Jesus at Oasis or in the context of a service here. Joy when you remember the moment you first became a Christian. Joy when actually the Spirit was prompting you to share something about Jesus to someone next to you. Joy in partnering in the gospel. My prayer and longing is that SBC would be a beacon of joy and of light in the community that all nations out there and indeed around the world would know that God is bringing order out of chaos. And you may have chaos in your own life right now, but God is bringing order out of it. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Amen.